0: What's up everybody, this is Edgar Martin from the Q&E podcast just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot dot C-O, podgo.co. You are now listening to
1: the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want?
0: Huh? Is this what
1: you want? I'm coming to get it, it. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the q and Podcast. Today, we are reviewing Raising Kanan Episodes 1 and 2. This is part of the Power Book series. This is Power Book 3. Uh, this is giving background on Kanan, man, 50 Cent's character in the original Power series. I'm a very, I was very excited to start watching it because I still haven't gotten a chance to really watch Power yet. But, hey, I'm getting background on one of the best characters from the first two seasons. So I feel like that's good enough.
1: And it's funny because this might be even better for you to see how that nigga started. Actually, I don't know, bro. I don't know because when you see how that nigga Kanan was in power and then you're going to see that nigga background, that might be better because that nigga was such a savage. And that first power is just like, nigga, how did you get like this? When that nigga was, I don't want to spoil <laughs> it for you, but when that nigga was doing some crazy shit involving his son, I'm just like, dog, how did he get like this? So to see how that started and see his how he got into this position. I was really looking forward to this. A lot of people didn't have high expectations for this show. And I did because I fucked with Kanan so heavy. we seen him in season one. I think he came back in season three or four, and that's when he was rocking with Tariq. So I just wanted to see Kanan again, but there weren't a lot of high expectations. But this has potential to be the second best one, and it can be close to power. Nothing will ever top power. I don't care how many um, other shows that they come with, their spinoffs. Nothing will ever top power, but this has potential to be close to it, though.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love it. Uh, Malcolm Mays—he's a, a character. He's an actor that I actually like watching in a lot of stuff. He was in Snowfall as a uh, Kevin, right? So I already knew his acting was going to be good. I wrote that
1: shit down, but I sent my nigga Kevin in this bitch. And I knew he was going to do some snake shit because we know that nigga Kevin for being a snake anyway. So I'm just like, (laughs) he's going to do something suspicious that you really ain't going to rock with. But I was glad to see that nigga. I seen him in something else before uh, before this too. So I'm glad that he's getting work. And my nigga Joey Badass was in this shit. Bro, I tweeted that shit out last night because I just watched the shit last night. I did not know Joey was in this shit, bro. When yep. I seen that nigga as unique in this shit, I was so <laughs> hyped, my nigga, I was so hyped cuz he's in mostly all of my favorite shit. Joey's in that Wu-Tang shit, Joey's in this, and Joey is in uh damn, what else is Joey in, bro? Obviously he was in Robot Chicken, Robot Chicken, but he was in something else that I fuck with too, bro. Oh, he was in Grownish. He was in Grownish too as um like uh Zoe's oh, ball. I level. He in even too that. as like a yeah, he a side character in Grownish, so His acting work is really getting there with Joey. I see my boy, and you see his acting in this show is there. Like I'm I'm convinced that he's like a kingpin. (laughs) So I'm like, my nigga Joey, he's not coming out with any more albums. I don't think so because he's like he has so many like movies and shows coming out. But man, he thespian Joey for real.
0: If he does come out with one, it's gonna be he's gonna hit us with the Rihanna. It's just gonna be whenever I give y'all that shit, it's whenever I give y'all that shit.
1: <laughs> but for real, bro, because I mean, he dropped the EP like in 2019, bro. And that was, yeah. I think it was called Shine or something like that. He dropped the EP, and I thought an album was coming after that. He never dropped the album, but now you see all of these shows that he's in that's coming out. It's like, oh, this is what he is like leaning toward now. Because Joey came into the game so young. Joey came into the game. He was 16, 17, and he dropped 1999. So he was just a rapper since 17. So now he like 24, 23, 24 now. So it's like he he's trying to venture off. Like, I'm not just a rapper. I can do this. And when I see him in this show, and he's like a convincing kingpin. I'm like, oh, yeah, Joey's that person. He's, he's that guy now.
0: <laughs> and he's at the age where it's like he has time to come back if he really wants to come oh, yeah, back. you know. For sure. So age is definitely on his side right now. Yes, uh, sir. But we can go ahead and get into episode one Uh, We gotta go over episode one and two So we ain't gonna take too long with either one But uh episode one was titled Back in the day And this is basically starting from the very first moment Kanan had to learn to be a man And stand up for himself We start off in 1985 He's getting beat up by some of the uh young popular kids In the neighborhood And his mama teach him Look, you either gonna have to deal with them Or you are gonna have to deal with me Cause I ain't finna have no punk ass son And This is what we see Kanan Go from little wimp that's getting his ass kicked to all right, My mama told me I gotta beat y'all ass, so I gotta do this. So she's gonna beat my ass. So yeah, <laughs> I thought that shit was funny as hell.
1: That shit dope because you just start to see the evolution. Like he wasn't always a hard ass nigga. He had to grow into that. And I love how shows always show that. Like show us that he wasn't a hard nigga his whole life. Show us how he right. came into that. Show us that he was bullied to get to the person that he became. So I'm glad that was shown. That his mom was putting him on. Because we already know his mom was hard. She was in the, she was already in the game and shit like that. So I'm glad his mom was the person to lead him into, like, you know what I'm saying, getting back and shit like that. Because it's usually your father figure and tell you, like, nigga, man up. But it was his mom to say that. Like, she didn't baby that nigga. She was like, no, you finna get them niggas back, my boy. And I don't know what you on right now, but you finna get these niggas right. back. You really don't see that
0: from mothers. so I'm glad I seen that. And I thought it was cool because the dude she was messing with at the time when he was younger, post- he was, like, mm-hmm. a good dude to him because Kanan, like, Kanan's, older Kanan is narrating the episode, obviously. So he's saying Post was a good dude. I ain't had no problem with him. So I was expecting single mothers just don't got any niggas that she fuck with. But she actually had a, a good male role model around her. So I'm like, damn, like, she a kingpin, pin, I should say. And she got a good father figure around her son. I'm like, hey, this shit lit. I like this.
1: That That is something key that I wanted to take away from this whole entire series because I see how they're going with it. The narration and like the, the freeze frame of certain scenes, I fuck with that style that they're going with because it just wasn't in the first Power or Power Book 2. But I like that they're differentiating themselves because I just didn't want to see this be like the same thing but like about and like we're seeing with Tariq right now. I didn't want it to be similar. So like those different styles and making it like a differentiation like of the first power and shit like that, I fuck with it because it makes you feel like it's a different show. Even though you know Kanan, but it makes it feel like it's a different show. Just like Power Book 2 felt like it was like really like book two to power. It felt like Tariq was becoming Ghost, but this feels like a completely different show, uh, but just because of the layout and the style of things. So I definitely fuck with that. That was one of my biggest takeaways.
0: And I love the production of it because, like you said, the freeze frames that they're doing mid episode that gives me 90s vibes of like with certain movies where it'd be like, let me tell you how I got at this point.
1: <laughs> he done
0: did that, he done did that <laughs> shit like three or four times now, and I love when he does that shit because I'm like, damn, this reminds me of an old show that I'm watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 the narration also gives you background without actually having to show it to you. Like the same situation with Post. He ended up saying that Post was a good father figure, but he also told you that died that he died like one year later, getting caught up in that game shit. So we didn't have to see Ghost, not Ghost, but Post like get caught up. In that game, ship We just by the narration, we already know his situation and why he won't be in the rest of the show. So I like that that fact as well. So it keeps the the story running without having to stop at like slower paced or unnecessary scenes.
0: Right, and we fast forward to 1991. After that, he's in what uh high school now, I believe. And we get introduced to everybody in his crew. We got Jukebox, which is his cousin. Hey, she could sing, but she a hard ass dyke at the same time, boy. <laughs> so, that shit
1: was crazy. I seen that, bro. Because I felt like a lot of people don't really try to embrace their feminine side when they're dyke. Right. So it was surprising to actually see that. And I didn't know if she was a dyke in the first time we first time we seen her. I thought she would try to act hard around like her dudes, like around um canon and shit like that. I thought she tried to act hard, but around like a dude that she liked, I thought she was gonna become more feminine. But to see that she was a dyke, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I was like, her actually showing her feminine side was surprising.
0: I I think it's because, I don't know, it's just once I seen how they kind of like dressed, because when they were kids and he was getting beat up, she was like a girly girl. But mm-hmm. as they got older, once they once I seen the way they dressed her, I'm like, they're going with the dyke angle. Like, I, I just felt it. it. Sense. Like, it I, I, sense. I, I just felt it. So I was like, okay, that's the angle they're going with. But um, ooh, but yeah, I'm gonna
1: get, get, ju- get on jukebox head later in this uh late in uh, later in this podcast. I'm gonna get on jukebox head. Of huh? I'm getting on Marv.
0: I'm getting on Marv head later in the, uh,
1: that nigga too. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga too. <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> niggas head to get on on this show, my nigga. I'm gonna get on
0: them. I'm for sure. But we get we get introduced to jukebox. Uh, she can sing as well. So shout out to jukebox. Uh, you got famous as Puerto Rican friend. Uh You got uh D Wiz, even though. We'll get into it. But D-Wiz is no longer in the show at this point, even though he got a whole introduction. <laughs> and you got his crush, Davina. Div- yeah, it was Davina. So those are like the kid, the main kids that we know in the show right now, along with Kanan. And then as far as like people that his mom is rocking with, by the way, his name, his mother's name is Raquel. And you got Uncle Marv and you got Uncle Lou. So, But they call him Lulu. So those are like the main family characters of the show.
1: That was something else that I, I found weird about this show. A couple of the male characters had, like, some, some sweet-ass names, like Lulu, Symphony. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I feel like y'all would really rather go by nicknames than actually get called Lulu and
0: Symphony. Like,
1: <laughs> I'd rather be called Simp than called Symphony, my nigga. Call me a Simp rather than call me Symphony, my nigga. I just, I was like, oh, I, them names are
0: sweet. I'd rather be called Lou than just Lulu. Like, just take yeah, the other That's Lou what I'm off. saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Like, they were so okay with these names. I'm just like, that was okay in the 90s? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not calling you Symphony if you're a dude. Like, now, nah, S, I'm calling you anything else. Your last name. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm calling you anything else.
0: Yeah, I, I like Symph. Symph sound way better than Symphony. Yeah. I mean, Symphony, a raw-ass name. Don't get me wrong, but I ain't calling it. It's smooth. It's names. rare. <laughs>
1: it's definitely rare. It's rare for sure.
0: Uh, But we, we come to find out that uh, Raquel is basically taken on from her. Was she married to Kanan's dad, or was they just together?
1: I think they was just together.
0: Kana's daddy was the one who was in charge of running the blocks in South Jamaica Queens, but we find out that Raquel is taking over the business since he died, and she's finding out how to manage the entire situation of running the blocks. While Unique, who is played by Joey Badass, is trying to infiltrate. That's her another name. Basically, Unique, take over her area. You, Unique, is a. Mm, that's but they call, they call, they call him. Nee, they call
1: him Neek though. They called him Neek. Cause they know if they call him unique, the shit gonna sound weird. They call him Neek, so they know how the shit sounds.
0: I don't know. It's like why is that a unique? Unique a solid boy name. I know we only see girls name unique, but if a boy name unique, that that's like Courtney. When the first boy was named Courtney, I'm sure everybody was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" But now it's normal. Now if you see a boy named Courtney,
1: it's the fact of his name. I don't think his real name is unique. I think he just oh, yeah, wants to be called. So. Yeah, I think he just wants to be called unique. So it's just the fact of. Like, why that? Like, I know it was something smoother that you could have rolled with than Unique. But they call him Neek, so it sounds smoother. But just Unique, just seeing that around. Like, when he had it on his jacket and shit on, just like,
0: okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's uh, that's the main plot of Episode 1 and a little bit of Episode 2. It's just circling around the entire beef of Unique and his crew versus Rock and uh, Kanan and their family. So I, I love the fact that they're basically, they just threw him into the game. He was born and raised in it. He was like, hey, fuck all that school shit. Ma, but she tried to, to keep him away from myself. that shit because he was a See, smart ass nigga. But I I can't even say she tried to keep him away from it, bro. Because the arguments that they had in the show so far, it's like, yeah, you could have been sent him to his grandma's house. Like you you kept him around this shit all the way until he got to like what tenth, eleventh grade, damn near. And now you're trying to tell him hold on, hold on that that
1: shouldn't that shouldn't mean that you could fall down this path though. Because I know a lot of people that come from those type of environments and they still make it out that was something that she could have been prepared for. I don't want you to live with somebody else. I still want you to be a part of me. You are my son, but I don't want you to go down this dangerous game. Like you're smart. That's why she wanted him to go off to school. Like you have potential. Do something with that. Like don't I don't want you to be a part of it. Even though you're around it doesn't mean you have to indulge in it. And I feel like that's the that's the argument that she had. And he's just like I'm around it so I have to be a part of it. It's just like You don't have to like there are outliers outside of that, that you don't have to be a part of that. But he just wanted to he I feel like it was more so like a fear of missing out type shit that he had about himself. He's seen everybody else a part of the drug game. Like when we see Buck 20 messing with um, Davina in the lunchroom, it's like he, he jocking Buck 20 because um, yeah. he with his girl and shit, and Buck 20 is a part of the drug game. He's jealous. I feel like it was more so a jealousy thing why he wanted to be a part of it, but it wasn't like the streets was calling him. His mom making money. He got good grades. The streets was, just wasn't calling him.
0: I don't know. I, I feel like it's because what it was another show like that, too. Ah, uh, damn. What was the show where dude had, he was, ah, oh, I can't think of the show, but it, it's usually situations like this where the young, the young protagonist is smart as fuck and has a future for themselves, but then everybody else is like, like, you need to get the fuck out of here. But that person wants to be involved in the negative shit that's going on. I that, don't know why that's a common theme with shit like this.
1: But I'm going to say this. The, the only thing that is different from that, that is that his mom had money. Usually you are broke when you're in that type of situation. And people are like, yeah, you have potential. You got to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Make something better for yourself. But his mom had money. That's why I said. He didn't have to be a part of this. The streets weren't calling him. He was around it, but the streets weren't calling his name, bro. He just had a fear of missing out. he see everybody in his family doing it. And he just like, I want to be a part of the family business. And it's like, you don't have to, bro. You ain't missing shit. You see niggas dying around you. And he's just like, fuck it. I want to be a part of that. I want to kill niggas. Like, that's my (laughs)
0: <laughs> i guess i don't know i just feel like i blame her a little bit because it's like hey you did raise I mean, him to where he damn that he well not 18 because he only in, like 10th 11th grade but he he in them teen years to where it's like you you could have been put me in a better situation but you kept me around this whole time and now that i kind of got interest from being around this shit so much oh now you want me to go to a whole different situation it's too late for that now especially when i already peaked interest if you could tell my mind they really own that shit yet that's different but once you see like oh shit he actually liked the shit that's going on and want to be a part of it it's too late then
1: but what is peaking your interest i didn't understand what was peaking his interest about like like that one scene when they were outside of the um the the diner or the cafe and then they end up getting shot up and he ends up seeing buck 20 ride off it's like why are you attracted to that, my nigga? If they out here like attempting to almost smoke your moms and giving you warnings he, and shit,
0: he wasn't like necessarily excited to get in. It's just the fact, like he told his mom, he was like, Look, I know the code that y'all speak now. I done grew up around y'all long enough. Like, I understand metrics and I understand like different code words that match with numbers. So yeah, he's like, I know the code. Yeah, it's he was amazing. like, I know the Supreme Mathematics and everything now. So it's like, I know the codes. I know that y'all down on business right now. And you're my mama. I want to help you and I don't want to leave. So that was his motivation to get into it. Because it's like, yeah, we got money. But this shit obviously running out in a certain sense because y'all you panicking.
1: But that's the one thing about Cannon that I never I never would have thought that Cannon was somebody that put himself into this type of situation i thought that kanan just grew up he grew up with a hard life and he had to, he had to go to the streets but it wasn't like that like he chose this lifestyle and like that's why you're in this like he didn't have to be a part of this lifestyle he chose it and that's something like if you watch power like you would have never thought that about kanan bro you would have never thought that so i'm just like that's something that was surprising that was interesting to me too
0: and what do you think about uh what, what were you going to say about uh, Jukebox? Did you want to wait till we start talking about episode two? Oh, or yeah, yeah. No, it's it's episode... episode two shit. It's
1: episode two shit, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, what else happened in episode one? Uh, like I said, you need... We get introduced. He's the biggest drug dealer in the city. Uh, a drive-by happened. We already talked about that. Kanan purposely fails his entrance exam to get into the better school downtown, which his mom was trying to get him into. Because he wants to another protect situation. his mother. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like... Pass that shit, though. Like, you can still decline to go to the school. Just pass the damn test. (laughs) I was like, bro, he doing some crazy shit. And Kanan just... I don't know. I haven't seen the original Power, but right now as a youngin, it's like he does a lot of dumb shit and he's just real nonchalant about it. Like, I don't like
1: that. You wouldn't think that because I don't think he's a dumb nigga because he's still smart. And in the show, in the show Power, he comes off as a smart individual. He's very calculated. But in this show, he just makes some dumb decisions. I think it's just on, on some young shit. He's trying to protect his mom. It's on some young shit, some prideful shit, more so than him not being smart because he's smart. And power, and in this show, we've seen that he's smart, but I think he's just making some dumb decisions at this point in his life.
0: And we also see another turning point in the show, jukebox. Yes, yeah, she likes girls, but she has this white girl that she likes um specifically, mm. and that basically is her girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it was it'll go into episode two when we start talking about episode two. But this is going to be a problem, I think it's just gonna be a problem mainly oh, between for sure. her and her. Her and her daddy because we see her daddy start liking white women too. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, oh, that's
1: what she, you brought. Oh, that's what you thought about it. Okay.
0: Yeah, it, it's I'll let you I'll let you make the other point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that point, that point is the point where I'm like, mm-hmm So mm. she's scared she's scared to go to her daddy because it's not the fact that she likes girls, she likes a white girl. But then she's scared to go to her daddy when her daddy hides in secrets too that he likes white women. So I'm like, damn, this is gonna be a whole crazy ass family situation. Is she gonna be
1: comfortable to come out to her dad once she actually sees that uh, Uncle Marvin is messing with the white girl from the club? Is she gonna feel comfortable then? I don't think, actually, I don't think her and her dad have like a a natural relationship. I think it's something that's, yeah, it's something that's uh, blocking them anyways. Like maybe her mother died or something that is blocking them. I don't think it has anything to do with like, her choices or her sexuality, but I, I don't know if that will make her come out if her, if he ends up telling her that he's with a white woman.
0: I don't know. I think it's just because we seen at the diner before the shoot on uh, the drive-by incident happened. They were talking about Kanan going to that school downtown and mm-hmm. uh jukebox had said, I was supposed to go there too, but you said you don't want me around all them white people. And it kind of gave a vibe <laughs> of he dictates everything she does. So I feel like they don't have a good relationship because of that yeah that
1: nigga just allows the singing shit because everybody knows him for the singing shit but if right. if everybody didn't know about that he probably would say cut that shit out too because i think um when he ended up shooting buck 20 everybody was like where you at and she ended up saying like yeah i was at choir practice he had rolled his eyes like yeah here you go at fucking choir practice like <laughs> that, that nigga really don't want her to be about a choir practice either <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, God damn! Can she do anything other than sell drugs? <laughs> and, and,
1: and let's move on to the the Kanan the Kanin scene where he ends up seeing it, seeing Buck Twenty. Uh, we all, it's also the scene where Unique and Rock have a situation where Raquel ends up giving um Unique a few blocks because of a situation that happened before. What was the situation mm-hmm. that happened before that it caused was, that?
0: It was a situation where damn, we just said Kane and Dad name. What was his name? Death Death something. Death. Uh, uh, we're just gonna call him death but before death passed it was a situation that he had with one of unique ogs i think and they had a deal on the blocks that were uh being served on but then once they both passed i guess like shit went up in the air and it was just free reign at that point so i i think they were trying to salvage that relationship and say hey look we get these amount of blocks you get these amount of blocks and then we'll work on the details after that
1: yeah, so she ends up giving him the blocks. And then later in the episode, we see that Kanan sees Buck 20 on one of his mom's old block. And that nigga, and, uh, like his friends is hyping him up at this point. He's like, hey, bro, somebody on your mom block. Like, you got to get at him. Like, tell that nigga to get off your block type shit. You know what I'm saying? So a couple of his friends pull out guns and they trying to get active. So him and D-Wiz end up running up on uh Buck 20. End up just letting off my nigga. They didn't even let that nigga run. They just started blasting on that For nigga with both guns. I'm just like, I'm surprised more bullets wasn't in that nigga. I was like, it's only like six bullets in that nigga. I'm like, yeah, two guns. I was like, that should have been like double digits in that nigga oh, body. Yeah, yeah.
0: It ain't that hard to miss. <laughs>
1: but this is what I, <laughs> but this is what I wanted to say about the scene, bro, because I don't think power and his mom or him feeling that his mom's block was getting taken over was his only motive in that. I think he thought he could kill two two birds in one stone. He thought he could get the girl and he could get more credibility in the streets if he were to kill but 20. And that was his motivation. It just wasn't the power shit. It was more so like, damn, the Vinny going to be available too after this shit. The girl I've been trying to look at. So it's like he thought he could kill two birds. But he didn't think about the consequences that was going to come with his actions. And that's something that he didn't realize as a kid. He knew what the drug came like came with, like the riches. But uh, like a lot of people, he didn't understand the consequences. Like, bro, if you kill somebody from a rival gang, my nigga, like, niggas is going to be after your head next. Like, niggas seen what you did, nigga. There are witnesses. Like, nigga, this is broad daylight that you killed somebody in. Like, niggas going to see you, my nigga. So he's not thinking about the consequences in a lot of his situations.
0: And we see uh, before episode two starts, we see around the closing moments of episode one, Unique and Rock meet up. And everybody, well, before that even happens, Rock, starts uh questioning Kanan like why the fuck did you do that like I gave them those blocks like you trying to be involved in the shit and you don't even know what's going on for real now you finna get us in trouble because you trying to be on some hard shit so I'm like damn he done fucked the game up like what, what Unique finna do
1: Bro, she wasn't mad enough at that nigga after he killed. After he killed old boy, she was not mad. She was yelling at him like he just got in trouble at school or some shit. Like he just killed the nigga. Like I understand that you're in the game. You've seen a lot of dead bodies. But this is your son. Your son that's not yep. in the game just killed somebody, my nigga. Like, why are you not more angry? Like, I know you can't actually kill somebody on the like
0: opposite up. side at that.
1: <laughs> at the opposite side. Now you're causing a gang war. Why are you yelling at this nigga like he just got in trouble at school? Get on this nigga neck. Like, bro, <laughs> my ass off at that nigga, bro. She took that nigga real easy, sent that nigga up to his room. I'm like, what's going on? He just killed somebody.
0: That shit was crazy, bro. And it was like. Because now Unique is at a point where I I didn't expect Unique to let that shit go the way he did. He was like, all right, I'll take the bounty off their head. But he did say some wise shit, though. He said, look, I can't control what the fuck everybody else do because he wasn't just part of my shit. He got his own family. He got his his own homies and all that shit. Like, he got his own friends that's going to want to, you know, bag a nigga for that. And I'm like, Yeah. yeah. I, I I can't say nothing because it's like he took the bounty off. It's like all right, I'll leave it alone, but just know your son they head hunting for him at all times at this point. And he
1: and he's honestly killing multiple people in the process because it's a domino effect, bro. Because mm-hmm. even though the bounty was off of his head off because of Unique's crew, Lulu had to kill D Wiz. So cause like somebody had ended up saying they need a body. Like, unless somebody mm-hmm. drops because of um but 20's death bro they're not gonna start trying to find who killed him so that's why lulu had to kill um d Wiz. so it's like you're killing people in the process because of your mistake my nigga now your best friend is dead because of this shit you know what i'm saying so hey it is what it is at that point
0: that shit was and another, sad dog
1: and, a, and another thing i wanted to say about the episode one was omar epps i fuck with omar epps and i don't know if i should like uh, not like his character, because look, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to say it like this. You always need a middleman on that side of the law. Mm-hmm. And all of these power shows you have. it. And uh, the first power, you have Proctor, the lawyer. And the second one, you have Method Man. And this one, it looks like it's going to be Omar Epsis. Uh, what's his name? Malcolm Howard. See, right. but for both of those shows, Proctor was a good nigga. But Proctor could have turned on you at any moment. We seen that Method Man was like he was shaky at a lot of times in Power Book 2. And I think it's going to be the same thing with um Malcolm Howard, too. It's like, damn, is he going to be on that good side? Is he going to be on that bad side? Like when he was talking to Unique in episode two, talking about he want Unique to take the throne. I'm like, uh, is he really just trying to play Unique, trying to set Unique up with some shit because he want Rock to have it? Because it looks like Rock and him have some type of relationship or some type of history.
0: But he was telling Unique, Uh, since we already talked about episode two was titled Reaping and So On, so we're going straight into that now. Howard does have a relationship with Unique, and he also has a relationship with Rock. But his relationship with Rock is like, hey, we know each other, but we, we ain't even on speaking terms for real. You only, he only come around Rock when like he get called for real. You see, he went to Unique when he trying to do some investigating and like really ask questions. So he must have a closer relationship with him. And I feel like he's telling Unique. To run the blocks and run the corners because he, I think he feels like, from a police standpoint, that'll keep the quota where it needs to be. Because he was telling them, "Look, we we got to stop having bodies drop, especially kids. Like we can't have bodies dropping like this, um, this frequently." So I yeah. feel like he he thinks Rock can't handle it and keep shit at a certain level that he thinks Unique can.
1: And but I was kind of worried because of what what was what was out because he was still protecting her. Cause he, uh, cause the, I think the other detective was trying to do more investigating on like the, the ballistics of the, the bullets. And also she was trying to do some more investigating to some witnesses around the, the crime scene. And he was like, no, I'm like you ain't, you don't got to investigate those people. You ain't got to report on those people. It's like, so he's still protecting her at the end of the day. It's like, why are you protecting her like this? Like, what relationship do you guys have? I want I want to mm. see that. Like what relationship did they have in the past? Did they hook up? Like. Are they, like, cool from back in the day? Like, what, what is the relationship between the two that, that you feel like you have to protect her?
0: And I feel like his deputy, I don't know, it's only been episode two, but I feel like his deputy might turn on him if she find out. Oh, for really sure. Going. Oh, yeah. for
1: sure, bro. Because if you're not doing the right shit, and I know that like, you breaking protocol on a lot of shit, like, I'm going to do my job. There's always somebody that's got to be straight to the strip and by the book. And she's going to be that person. So if he ain't going to be by the book, she's going to be by the book and just say, fuck that nigga. So she could be somebody that ends up getting close to finding out that Kanan was the person that killed Buck 20. And she might have to end up getting killed by the end of the series. Like, it's going to be some shit like that. But she's going to get close. Mm -hmm. It's always somebody that goes by the book and ends up getting killed. And I feel like she's going to be that person.
0: I totally agree. And we see in episode two, Davina is mad about Buck 20's death. We see she's fighting a girl in the hallway at school. And we've seen this before in our time. Uh, somebody dies, and then the truth comes out about this person that they were talking to multiple people, not just you. So I thought that was yeah. a funny situation because I'm like, damn, it's been happening for generations.
1: But but what's the name? Ended up making a great point. Like y'all fighting over a dead nigga. Like what yeah. what is the point of that? Like he's dead. Like it ain't even nothing that y'all fighting over no more. It's not y'all not fighting over who gets to keep him. He dead. So what y'all fighting over? Because he died. That's y'all being. Nobody
0: wins. Nobody wins. Uh, nobody <laughs>
1: wins. Nobody wins, my nigga. I don't understand
0: it. So I thought that was crazy. But then we see uh, later in the episode we see um Kanan try to calm her down and like basically try to help mm. her cope and deal with the stress. And I'm looking like, bro, you just killed her, nigga. Like the last thing you need to be doing is trying to be that. I'm so sorry for your loss. Don't be that guy. Just stay <laughs> away. If you said, bro, that's why I
1: said, bro.
0: If, if Kanan stayed away from her for real and just gave her time to vent, he probably have a chance for that. I feel like it's going to be a Franklin and Mel situation damn near. I feel like that's what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, because I seen in an episode three preview, she had asked that nigga, like, tell me the truth, my nigga. Like, what really happened? Because I think D-Wiz going to end up getting the body. Uh, everybody going to say it was D-Wiz that killed him, but it's like, nah, she going to be like, I don't think it was D-Wiz. Like, tell me the truth type shit. I don't think mm. she he actually tells her the truth of what happened. But she's still questioning what's going on. Like she doesn't think that it, he's not the suspect because it's a lot of whispers around the city. Like he's the one that did it, but nobody's actually, you know, what I'm saying doing taking any action on it right now. So, hey, she she, she gonna have some questions about it.
0: I know she gonna question them just off of the fact that two niggas got away when Buck Twenty got shot, and they know it was two people that shot him. That's like, what it, I'm saying. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't just D Wiz. Like they, she gonna walk up to him and be like. It was more than just D-Wiz. Like, it was a whole nother person shooting. So, I'm like, yeah, they probably going to drag it a little bit. Maybe, like, two episodes for real until he actually straight up tell her. Like I said, I feel like it's going to be a Franklin and Mel situation. Franklin never just outright said he did it, but he never denied the shit, really. And Mel was just like, I bet you not giving an answer is an answer.
1: Yeah. And also, just going back to episode one, the end that end scene when he was ended up shooting at the end with his mama and shit, and she ended up telling him, like, be the hunter, never the hunter. And I feel like that was a mentality that he continued to have, like, until we seen seeing like Kanan, like, die at the end of Power. He was always somebody who outsmarted you and has and tried to. Uh, calculate. He was somebody who was calculated and was always the hunter, my boy. You was never hunting cannon because he was always had a plan for your ass and had to set your ass up, my nigga. So that 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 quote was so important to me, bro. Be the hunter, never the hunted. That shit was fire.
0: And I love how Rock, she was so intellectual when it came to astrology and Greek mythology and all that stuff because she showed him the constellation she was like, look, that's like you said, Orion the hunter, one of the most skilled hunters in mythology and everything. So I'm like, it is just so cool to me how no matter how much of a drug lord or kingpin like these people are in these shows like they're so intellectual outside of just business.
1: Yeah. And that's why I like that she would she would symphony because she gets she's getting even more knowledge of how everything works in the uh mm-hmm. with uh, the high rises and like urban planning and shit. Maybe she wants to get into real estate and that's why she's asking him about these type of questions like the history behind it, like what's the next move? Like what's the future of my community? Like where can I profit off of it possibly? You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah i thought that shit was cool too he he taught her how like projects came about even and all that stuff yeah. I'm like, damn like i never even thought about it for real until he like sat there and explained the shit so i thought that was cool that was and good. then we uh this this episode episode two we just dive in a little bit more with jukebox and her girlfriend she agrees to go with her to a to a ball uh, full of full mm. of other rich white girls, and then yeah. I feel like that ball is going to be a situation that gets her fucked up.
1: This is this is the problem that I got with Juke. I'm gonna just say it now. She's just so out of the loop because she is messing with this white girl. So I feel like she is going to get caught up if she goes to this ball because somebody else is going to die in the process. Cause just exactly. think think about everything that happened with jukebox and how she's never around when shit goes down. When my nigga, um, when she was supposed to be with uh Kanan and D-Wigs, and she could have easily stopped what was going to go on because she's the voice of reason to that nigga most of the time. He's so gung-ho to do shit, but then um, then Jukebox be like, nah, chill out, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about what you're doing. So he, she's the person that actually puts, like, the consequences in his head. Like, his friends just gas him up. She could have been the person that stopped that whole situation with, um, what's my boy's name? Book 20, or what my boy's name is. But twenty. Oh, so she could have yeah, stopped that. Yeah. She could have stopped that whole situation. And there was another situation when she ended up coming back, and it was too late, bro. What was the situation? She seen D Wiz get in the car, and she yep. just came back from seeing the white girl. She came off the bus, and she seen that nigga riding with Lulu, and she knew some shit was up. And it's like, bro, if you was just there in time, like you could have stopped that nigga D Wiz from getting in the car with Lulu, because you would have questioned where the fuck you going or. If Lulu would have seen you, he would have ended up having you come in the car because he's not going to have her walk to Kanan's house if D Wiz in the car. That shit just looks weird because he said Kanan was going to be at the spot. So I want to be what Kanan right. at. She would have been a right. part of that situation. So it's like she feels so late to a lot of shit and so out of the loop when you could have easily been there to stop a lot of shit that's going on. Now my nigga D Wiz dead. You know what I'm saying? I can't blame her for him dying, but she could
0: have stopped it. Hey, but remember the uh, beginning of the show, Um, Kanan said, ju- she's just like her daddy. What he said about Marv, Marv never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. <laughs> that shit was so fire. I
1: fuck with that. That's why I said I fuck with the narration in the background. That shit was bro, funny when I heard
0: that, bro. She is just like her daddy, because you seen Rock, she was asking when one, of, uh, when one of her street corner dudes got shot up, and he was laid up in the hospital, and she was like, well, what the fuck was you? He was like, I just wasn't there. I was just like, damn. So bro, I mean, Drew Boss is literally just like her daddy. Like,
1: yeah, that, that's true, bro. And then you see um my boy Marvin messing with the white girl. Bruh, when I seen that white girl dog get cooked in the microwave, my nigga, that shit was. <laughs> <laughs> that bro. shit was hilarious my nigga
0: that was, that shit genius. was hilarious
1: that <laughs> shit was hilarious i'm like i know they didn't put that lady in. i thought they put her in the oven i thought they put the dog in the i oven. did too
0: i thought i he was, in was the like oven. they
1: put that bitch in the microwave bro i started laughing my ass off my nigga like that hurt bro, I'm was legit. like
0: they they must have they must have killed the dog and then put the dog in the microwave could, that could have been it, because I think it was I, quiet. Nobody heard anything. Yeah, it was quiet, so I feel like they killed the dog, put it in the microwave and just cut it on so they could cook the meat. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> happened, because
1: that's all. That's the only reason she knew what was going on, because she smelled some shit. It was like, what is that? And then she ended up walking in, and I was like, yeah. She ended up sneaking that's in true. when she was having sex, and then that's when they you know, end up killing the dog, or whatever. That shit was crazy.
0: <laughs> and another big point in episode two... What was the other big point? Oh, Kanan has to start. I, I called it a bando, even though they probably weren't using the term bando at this time. Mm. But uh, Rock basically has Kanan staying in a bando every day after school right now, and basically just getting babysitted. Like that's really what he's doing. And <laughs> literally, she she she's just trying to test him and see. Okay, look, you telling me you want to be in this shit? Can you do the first rule? Can you follow? Can you follow orders? Can you um? Can you be led? Basically, because you can't come in this shit just trying to give orders and trying to be up under my wing. Like, no, I need you to be able to listen to the third person in charge before you able to listen to me.
1: Yeah, bro. <laughs> but that nigga trying to get back in the streets. It's like, bro, you got to learn the game, bro. You don't know nothing, yeah. but you want to be out in the field, like, bro. You got to slow down, my nigga. He just because she told he's too him.
0: She told him, she was like, look, your daddy used to do the same shit to me when I was pregnant with you. I told him I wanted to be in this shit, and he he just made me sit here all day, every day for like two to three weeks straight. So I was like, yeah, you got to learn, You know,
1: this is, a, this is a prediction that I feel like is going to come up in the near future, bro. It's going to be that I think Famous, the light-skinned Puerto Rican, is going to get killed. Somebody is going to kill Famous, my boy, because I think his sister is going to play a part. And like, kind of taking them down at the same time because it's like, oh my, my brother is dead. They maybe they have something to do it because those are the only people that she knows. Famous has a connection with, and she knows they are drug dealers. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, y'all know that it could have could have had a, a possibility of being connected to you guys, and she probably has the the officer try to investigate, um, Rock and Lamar, and Lulu, all of them, and all that shit, so she can bring even more heat. Because we know that Lulu trying to get with her, but it's like, hey, she going to bring heat on y'all niggas. if Because I feel like her brother going to get killed.
0: And what do you feel about um the new house? Not the new house, but the new business front that they're going to be stashed behind. Remember they, they went into that Hispanic shop oh, and they're going to be in the yeah. back? I don't feel like that shit going to work at all. It's so
1: <laughs> easy to run up into, my nigga. Like, come on, man. it's I
0: don't, basically I a don't corner know. store.
1: Yeah, it's so easy to run up to because even if I was robbing y'all, like I can easily run up in that back room and get what I need to get, and then I'm out of that bitch. Like it has to be a more secure location. Cause I don't think they were cleaning any money there where they weren't cleaning money, they were just stashing shit.
0: Yeah, it was a stash place.
1: Yeah, they were just stashing shit. So y'all need a more secure location. I can run up in a in a corner store and get all y'all product. So yeah, I don't
0: like that shit at all. I feel like it ain't going to work because Lou and that dude who was beating his wife, I feel like they're going to be beefing.
1: Yeah, that's another yeah. thing because I thought they was going to kill him then because I'm like, however, like how, that scene, how that scene was set up. Like, you, They kept showing old girl with her eye messed up. And I'm just like, yep. oh, they're going to kill this nigga. <laughs> they're going to kill this nigga.
0: Like, I thought, but if he would have
1: said no, he probably would have got killed.
0: I thought Lou was just gonna beat it. I didn't think he was gonna kill him, but I thought he was gonna beat his ass just cause it's like cause he walked out. Like, how you how the fuck you know my wife? Like, what you and my wife got going? I'm like, damn, like he's just having a conversation with her <laughs> and saying, Hey, like <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, Lou gonna beat his ass. Especially he seen you to beat her ass. Yeah, it's go time. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. Uh, but we get to we get around the middle end of the episode where Marv is having his party at what was that white girl name, Linda. Linda at Linda's oh, club. You. Okay, Linda. Okay. And the dude that she's supposedly talking to that's supposed to be in charge, we have not seen him yet.
1: We have not seen him. I was about to bring that up. We have not seen him, but he's supposed to be that a big like character. The,
0: that was that's the who they were looking question for mark. Yeah, yeah
1: they, that they, was they the biggest question, question I had
0: in all this. I'm like, what the hell is he? Like he's supposed to be yeah. here by now because they're having a party and shit. And Marv walked in and he was like, Hey, where yet? He and she was like, He's still not here, he's out of town, or whatever. I'm like, uh, I don't
1: know well, I don't she know. not who was she sleeping with the other day then?
0: She was sleeping with somebody. Uh... Damn who that was. Was that, that him? Was, I
1: don't think that was him though. Was that
0: him? That that wasn't him. That was some random dude, I think. I
1: don't know who that was. I don't know who that was. <laughs> who that was. So I'm like, mm. Cause is she is she even with him? Because I don't I don't think they're married or dating at all.
0: I don't think so. Unless she
1: just cheating, on, unless she just cheating on that nigga, because she trying to mess with Marvin too. So I don't know. Unless yeah. she just get around like that. I don't know.
0: Oh, what if she cheating with mm, I like that? What if she cheating while dude gone? And do find out she cheating with Marvin and all, especially cause Marvin head over heels for this girl. Now Marvin going to be beefy cause like you supposed to be with me, blah, blah, blah. And then rock going to find out that not only are you fucking shit up for a relationship, but with a white girl after you be the one doing all that shit talk, this is going to be some shit. Oh, my God. This is going to be some shit. <laughs> the
1: the storylines are getting set up. Like I said, we're not even thinking about the person that you just talked about, Linda's uh, husband or boyfriend at the time, and his connection that could potentially be to Marvin. You got the famous. I think he's going uh, gonna to end up getting killed. So you have his sister that you have to worry about. Then you still got to worry about Unique because how are they going to make money? Because I think all of her corners are gone because after Buck 20 died, she was like, or Unique had ended up saying like, I got to get all your corners. Like, I can't come back with nothing. Like, you have to give me all of your corners. So I don't know if she's still making money or she... Oh, she's. Go, she said she's going to run somebody else off their block because all of her blocks were taken. So that's how they're going to end up getting money again. But at this point, she kind of stuck. So that's going to bring even more trouble because she's trying to knock somebody else off.
0: Because Marvin Lou was asking her, like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you give up all your blocks? And she basically said, like, I had to because... It the optics matter of everything like because you need told her look i can't have one of your people kill one of my people and then it don't even look like i did shit even if i don't do shit it gotta look like i did something to retaliate so that's why i said you gotta give me all your corners that's gonna fix the optics of everything even if everybody's still whispering like they ain't catch that nigga blah blah, blah they can at least be like hey at least neat took that shit over so
1: yeah, so she got to run up on somebody else, block. Like, and that's gonna bring even more trouble, my nigga. Cause now you gotta worry about yes. somebody else <laughs> and, and um trying to knock y'all niggas off, bro. Still gotta worry about Unique. I don't think that nigga out of the picture because he has a connection with the uh, officer Al Howard at his point. So what's mm-hmm. the what's the officer's intentions with him? Like, is he trying to set up unique? Like, or is he really want unique to get up on this throne? And is he trying to protect um Rock? Like, what is his true intentions? We see him on both sides right now, but we don't know where he's going to land at the end of the day. But you always need that type of middleman with the with that side of the law.
0: And now that I think about it, I feel like, um, what's his name? I feel like, uh. Puerto Rican boy, we just said it. I feel like Famous, famous I, mm-hmm. I feel like he might last throughout this show because you always have that one protagonist friend or best friend or whatever. And I feel like famous might be that friend that from he, a jukebox. He, you you feel like it's gonna I mean I get they cousins, but I feel like you you still gotta have that friend character. I feel mm-hmm. like famous gonna be that friend that just sticks through and somehow, some way makes it through every situation with Canaan. And he's hey, going to learn you know the saying? game because remember they said you've been wanting to be part of our family for real That's since true. you was like four. So I feel That's like they're going to keep him around and use him because it's like, hey, yeah, you got um, jukebox, but this family, like y'all been together y'all whole lives. But this is your friend for real, and he want to be with us, so you might as well bring him in the game. And I feel like Kanan, as Kanan is learning, he going to put Famous on, and Famous going to start learning shit.
1: Because they probably gonna need more workers too. Because probably unique probably exactly. take it because she ain't got no corner, so everybody that she had working for her probably going to unique because shit. We need corners to sling this rock on my nigga. So that's a good point. They probably gonna need famous just to be a body, but I do think he ends up getting killed. But what I seen in um the previews for episode three, uh my girl shot somebody, Jukebox shot somebody yeah. in episode three. I was like, dog, what. Like how the hell you got in this situation? Like, my nigga, you out of the loop for the first two episodes, and now you got your ass in the mix now. Shooting niggas like, bro, the decisions, bro, the decisions don't make sense. Y'all niggas are good. Y'all niggas in the suburbs. Like, why are y'all doing this dumb shit? It don't make sense. It don't make sense at all, bro. But-,
0: but yeah, we we uh we basically wrapped the episode up uh with um marv getting into a fight outside of the, the party that he's having at Linda's mm. warehouse and he ends up getting arrested that's when we find out like we said a few minutes earlier that him and linda are actually a thing now and as that's happening we see lou kill d-wiz after he done basically tricked d-wiz into coming with him thinking he's gonna link up with kanan and stuff he get this boy he let this boy have sex with a with a prostitute he bought his boy. He, I
1: fuck with it. I fuck with it though, because if yeah. you don't want that nigga to go out of version, like let him get some play at least. I had the best night of his life before you end up killing this nigga. You just can't kill that nigga just dry. Like, but you know
0: what I'm saying, I don't, bro? That shit hurt when I seen that shit the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, bro, he. But re- you know what it, was it wasn't even open no, though. It wasn't even no speech or nothing. Lou ain't say shit. He just said. And I'm he like, was tearing up man. when he did it. Yeah, he didn't want to do that shit, bro, because he knew that no. shit was going to hurt Kanan for real. He was like, I really ain't want to do that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro, that, that shit hurt, bro. But it was a decision that he had to make because something that Unique said was, We know shit only stops when shit comes around and gets us. And that's the mm-hmm. same thing that happened with that's going to happen with Canyon. Like this shit is never going to stop. Even after D-Wiz gets killed, this shit is still trying to circle around and still get your ass because you are the one that started it. You know what I'm saying? And then he ended up like relaying that message to himself, like later in season four about how he died and saying like it was a connection between it. Like I did so much shit to lead up to this point, like it was bound to come around and get me at some point
0: yeah and ooh you know another thing I thought about D-Wiz brother didn't they say he just got out of jail in episode True, 2 he
1: did yeah, he did say that
0: so what if they have a situation just to go off of snowfall what if they have a situation where Kane ain't gotta go to wherever his brother locked up at and he have a situation with his brother and they're like hey like you was the last person to like really talk to my brother for real like tell me what the fuck happened if it's a situation like that I feel like that'll be a cool scene to have like all of that shit
1: but they're not going to tell him the truth, though. They're not going to tell
0: Cater oh, no, the they, truth. They're they going to tell not, him the truth. Yeah. So
1: he's not going to be lying if he ends up talking to old boy brother and telling him, like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I just heard that somebody shot him. It was somebody from Unique people that ended up getting him. So I feel like they're going to bring his brother on to be somebody else who can help them in their operation. Because, like you said before, they need more bikes. So they can he can obviously be an ally. And he wants to get back at Unique because he thinks that Unique ended up killing his brother. So. All of that is involved there.
0: But yeah, that and was something that else I liked uh, about that shit too was
1: see- the um was the singing the the singing at the end by jukebox. Mm. That was something else that you really didn't see with Power, like the live singing, like her singing over all of the chaos that was going on. I think uh you had Rock having sex with Symphony. You had like you said, Marv having sex with Linda, not having sex, but getting in that whole conversation, getting arrested and shit. And you had something going on with Kanan. He was just looking, like, confused. So it was, like, so much chaos was was going the, on.
0: He was at the crib waiting on D-Wiz, and he felt like yeah. something was wrong.
1: And then you had my boy getting shot. D-Wiz getting shot. So so much chaos, and you had that lovely voice, like, just rising to the top of all of that shit. It's just like, man, that voice finna... I would I would like it if that, that that voice, like, if they did that at the end of every episode, but the voice, like, lowers every episode because she's losing that sound because she's falling deeper into it. So she's not the same type mm. of songbird that she mm. once was earlier. She's not that same innocent person that she once was. I will fuck if they, I will fuck with if they had that shit, like her voice just lowers or her song or her voice. I'll fuck with that.
0: that and yeah, that, that's the end of episode one and two so far. Episode three comes out again. Um, Not again, but episode three comes out on Sunday.
1: Uh, any more predictions? What you got for prediction? Episode three.
0: Uh, for episode three, I feel like, um, uh, what was I finna say? Uh, we're gonna find out who Linda's boyfriend is for that warehouse that uh, Rock and them are trying to be involved with. So, I feel like episode three, we're gonna finally find out who that is. And I feel like, uh, mm, I feel like Famous will actually start getting put on into the game with Kanan so Kanan can have like his right hand man,
1: yeah. I'm just interested to see who the fuck Jukebox shoot. Like, who she got beef with? Do she accidentally shoot the white girl? Maybe, maybe, bro. Because look, nobody is going to tell her the truth about what happened with D-Wiz. Maybe she feels so on edge that she feels like she needs a gun at all times because she maybe feels like she is next. So what if she keeps the gun? They go to this ball, and then we end up seeing like, that old girl touches her on the shoulder, and she, like, on edge and shit. She turn around, shoot old girl. Because we see, she was, like, in some type of, she was, like, in the bathroom crying about it. And we see her, like, shook by the whole situation.
0: She might um she might shoot somebody else at the ball by accident. I don't think she'll actually mm. shoot the girl she talking to, though.
1: Uh, I will not be surprised because it's, like, damn, the person that really understood me and the person, like, I'm really having my first, like, um gay relationship with. Relationship with. Which is like, with- Yeah, it's like damn, I just killed her, you know what I'm saying? That would hit, I feel like that would hit her, and that would send her Mm -hmm. on a spiral as well. Because damn, niggas I'm coming close with falling off on both sides for Canaan and for Jukebox. So you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that will um tie you in more with Jukebox as well.
0: Ooh, question Is uh is Davina mama a crackhead? I'm assuming she a crackhead.
1: Yeah, I think she is. Because okay, cool. she ended up saying the, the, the baby don't respect the mama and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the mama must be coming home high up, doing whatever. And I, I and that and that one scene when um she was walking by Kana's house or, or some shit like that. I was surprised Kana didn't invite her in. Like, my nigga, what I'm gonna try to slide, yeah. like any opportunity I get, like I'm gonna try <laughs> to slide with the crush, my nigga. Like, is she going through it, like you can take advantage.
0: Like, I don't know. He was I, that's, that's, he was like, Nah, that's my mom my was my dog. At. He was like, "Nah, my dog on the way." <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm like, "Man, look out! Look at the clock." Set, I don't know this thing she, is
0: coming. He probably ain't do that shit though, cause she had her baby sister with her. That's so true. Like, I thought about that too. You, you're dealing with a crackhead mom at home, and you're trying to put your sister to sleep by having her walk around. So it's like, <laughs> yes. yeah, that, this this is a situation to get buns at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're, de- you're dealing uh, with a lot.
1: <laughs> and, and then you got to be worried about my nigga at the same time. got to worry worried about D-Wiz because he called his mama and his mama said he's not at the crib. So he ain't here and he ain't at the crib. This nigga had to get caught up in the street. So it's like, hey, yeah. got to worry about that nigga. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He might never get bonds from Davina because she going to ask that. She going to question that nigga oh, yeah, next right. episode. So she, she might never get bonds from her. But you going to have to. okay. Listen. <laughs> yeah, it's fine he's gonna have pussy he's a gang man. it's okay <laughs> but uh yeah bro that's all I got
0: uh yeah me too alright uh you can follow media. You can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at QANDEPodcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Both of those are Q and Sign E Podcast. And be sure to click the notification bell so you can see anytime we drop new episodes. And our email is QANDEPodcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, or concerns.
1: Yes, and if this is your first time on the channel, man, definitely subscribe to the YouTube Q&Sign E podcast. Subscribe to all of our podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And subscribe to my YouTube. Just type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely subscribe. We appreciate you guys for listening, and we out. Peace.